Yo, 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 I am your host, Rebecca, with First Steps to Sanity, and I will be here each week to give you the foundations, strategies, and witchy ways to help you gain confidence, manage your anxiety, and break the stigma by opening the conversation of mental health. So let's dive right into this week's episode. Okay, so today we have Donna with Koru Life Transformations. Donna is a success mindset coach and a RTT hypnotherapy coach that helps aspiring entrepreneurs master their mindset, create and confidently pivot into a soul-led biz that they love so they can lead a life of freedom. So can you tell me more about yourself and your journey? Yeah, definitely. So I, um, I actually started my journey as an entrepreneur with no plan. I just jumped straight in and I thought, yeah, this is great. I had an opportunity to uh, leave the nine to five and I took it and uh, then left spinning my wheels and absolutely no idea. Tried to get two things off the ground at the same time and just uh, learning as much as I can at the same time and uh, basically just doing all the things. And then uh, that's why I'm kind of like now decided that I am going to help aspiring entrepreneurs to basically do what I've tried to do, but not without a plan. So <laughs> that's kind of how I got into it. Oh, that's awesome. So what was that like moment that you had where you were just looking around and you're like, okay, I don't want to be in a nine to five. I don't want to do this. And I want to go on this journey into entrepreneurship and I want to help my, 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 my mindset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, yeah, well, um, I've always kind of wanted to be an entrepreneur. I It's it's something that's kind of been uh, in my mind a, a lot, but I love my job too. And I love working too. I'm a bit of a workaholic anyway. So it was, and, and I was very comfortable with my job. So it was never really like, oh yeah, I must do this or I don't have a choice. And so uh, what, what really, um, it was kind of, a strange thing because a, a few coincidences <laughs> happened that kind of pushed me into coaching so I've always had that kind of concept of a coach as in you know I always believe that people have the solutions to their own problems they just don't necessarily know how to get to it but people are always wants your advice but as a matter of fact they don't actually want to take your advice because they already know what they want to do they just kind of want confirmation that yes if if one person agrees with me then that must be the right thing to do you know and that's what i've found with most of my friends and so when i kind of um went in through to my uh, entrepreneurship journey i uh then uh, ended up in coaching. I ended up in Leeds doing this two-day event and uh, signed up with them with the coaching academy uh, and started my kind of journey there. Then I started, uh, you know, uh, getting clients in and it was actually one of the clients that I took on um, was a referral from another client and he actually had, um, he was diagnosed with uh, chronic depression and anxiety four years before and uh, so he's been out of the job he just didn't really know what to do how to proceed and it was kind of getting worse you know I mean the 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 he been given counseling and all of those other opportunities but it had run out 
uh, and obviously not working, uh, it's, it's difficult, you know, to kind of get the help. And they even sent him to a neurosurgeon, uh, which is a bit like, I was thinking, well, what is he going to do? Like remove your brain or something? Like, I don't understand, you know? And so he was saying to me that one of the things that he wanted to do, obviously, when, while we were coaching, not with me as such, but one of his action plan was to get CBT done. And uh, so, you know, I mean, he, I said, I made sure that I was clear with him. And at that point, I wasn't involved in RDT at all or hypnotherapy. And I said to him that I, I can help you with, you know, you get setting your goals to be healthy. And he wanted to do that as part of his, uh, to get back into life, so to speak. And I made it clear to him that obviously I don't deal with chronic anxiety or depression. It's not something I can help you with because I can't dive that deep. I'm not really trained to do that. And so he understood that. But it was just the fact that, you know, he was taking action, which is great. But he was still so hold, held back by the past. And he was so stuck in that whole everything was I'm, I'm anxious you know I, I take off my shirt and I'm anxious I step out the door and I'm anxious and everything was like I am I am this and he was wearing that on his sleeve like as a for everything and I thought okay and that was really the pivoting moment and I thought I really want to help people at a deeper level I want to be able to have a tool that I can go in there and and you know dedicate a session to try and remove a block or help them with a certain type of issue so that then once that block is gone, it's easier for you to take action because then your mindset matches your set of goals moving forward. And lo and behold, uh, another certain coincidences came. A client of mine said, sent me this video of Marissa Peer and I did, had no idea who she was. And then I was part of a membership program with this coach and she also trained with Marissa Peer. It was actually a thread con conversation uh, on the post that said, oh, I really want to try RDD. And it's that when I, I read that, I was thinking, what is this RDD thing all about? And I know she's mentioned it before, but you know, when things are not in your sphere, you don't necessarily think about it. No. And that's when I found out that uh, RDT stands is for rapid transformational therapy, which is a hybrid form of hypnotherapy that Marissa Pierre has uh, created. Uh, it is, uh, you know, she's she it's her baby, and it's elements uh, of um, neuro linguistic programming, cognitive behavior therapy, and psychotherapy in it all in one. So it's not just your typical hypnotherapy, you know, going under hypnosis and no, it's just a lot deeper than that. So they, uh, an RTT aimed to help with issues with one to three sessions. And that was what really was I was looking at because I want to be in and out. I don't want to spend like years like talking to people, you know, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm really like move forward action based and what i want is for people to not get stuck i want them to move forward and so i studied rtt uh you know put that in my toolbox and now i use it in combination with my coaching so that i can help people with their specific blocks and move forward so that's kind of how it all got started that's awesome and i really i wrote this down because i loved how you said that um People have their own solutions. They just don't know how to get to it. Because yeah. it's so yeah. true. 
Like, we all know what we want. We all know how to get there. It's like, it's like those people that like, um, they'll spend a bunch of money on a fitness app, right? And they'll Mm -hmm. get like six or seven. And I've done this before. I just did this. And then I stopped and I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I know what I have to do. I just have to do it. Like, exactly. Getting another fitness app is not going to make me wake up in the morning and work out. But it's so funny because we will, we'll keep doing the same things over and over again, but not actually doing the action that you need to, to hit. Exactly. And you do, and you know, you already know what you need to do. Yeah. You know, if, if you have a, a goal to be fit and healthy, you know, you have to eat the right things. You know what kind of food you need to eat. You know what kind of food to stay away from. You know, you have to move your body and you, you know all of that. It's already there. The problem is we get in our own way. <laughs> and so what we really need to do, and, and, and I mean, I never even thought about this before until I really deep dived into personal development and I really looked into hypnotherapy because originally when I was like hypnotherapy, I mean, I couldn't even face going to a counseling session for the second time because I thought, I don't want anyone to know what's in there. I don't want people to, I don't want to air out my dirty laundry to even a person who's supposedly a professional, right? And so hypnotherapy, I'm like, oh, I didn't want to be able to control anything. I, I don't know what's going on, you know? And, and so I was a bit iffy about the whole thing to begin with until I, I actually learned how much our subconscious mind controls our day to day. And literally our mind puts 95%, it controls 95% of our day. And then it puts things on autopilot. So everything that you've learned from childhood, it kind of becomes part of your conditioning and it happens to us even up to now daily with the things that we read, the things we listen to, uh, things that we watch on TV, the, the opinions of other people. So it, it becomes part of our conditioning and then it then forms these automatic thoughts that then forms these automatic actions. And so you, you kind of just go through Groundhog Day every day and it's so hard to break through that because it's, it's not necessarily, you know, you're not really physically in control and the subconscious mind, if it's controlling 95% of you, it's way too strong. And so really what you, you know, what, hypnotherapy does and specifically IPT is it the amazing thing about it is if you have a sort of like say one form of issue for example say anxiety and then you can because you're in such a relaxed state and it's like a alpha wave state so you're just relaxed in a meditative state and then uh, we ask for the root cause of your anxiety and your mind goes through your memories and it picks up a certain scene that tells you this is one of the things that I keep on remembering and it's one of the causes of this anxiety and then you kind of string together what you find out uh, through you know I, I, we do the whole coaching bit you string together and you really understand it at that deep root level at the subconscious level and it's so amazing fascinating what you find out in there and and it just blows my mind. It blows all my clients' mind. They're like, oh my God, I never thought that that one tiny event affected me so much that it's still going on today. When I mean, we're talking decades later, you know, and so when you, 
uncover what the block is and what is causing it. The scenes and the words are generally, you know, what we remember. And then you start reframing it at that level. And then you start to empower yourself with the words that you do want, the pictures that you do want at that level. I think about it as a, you know, it's like kind of doing your affirmations, but on steroids, right? Because it's direct into your mind. You, but it's the stuff that you want. So you, if you want to break a habit, you need to replace it with a new habit. So you have to replace it with new thoughts. You can't just be like, well, I'm going to stop drinking coffee and then I'm not going to drink anything else. It's not possible, right? You've got to replace it with something else. You've got to replace your, your drink with another drink or some doing something else because the mind always wants to replace that. So that's ultimately what we're doing is we're looking for the issue. We then try to eliminate the issue, reframe it so that it doesn't mean so much to you. And then we then replace it with nice, good, empowering words, which takes you forward to whatever life it is that you want to have instead. And it's so powerful. It's so fascinating. I just, it just blows me away every day. And I can say that from, the, from experience <laughs> as well, because I, you know, it, part of our learning is, you know, practicing on each other and, and, and as well. And it just, it, it's, uncanny um i i really i love it so much it's um and my my clients obviously benefit from that as well i mean 100 percent of my clients have only had one session with me uh with rtt and then uh and then we do move on to coaching so uh, obviously it varies depending on the person and depending on what kind of issue you're dealing with but with entrepreneurs i predominantly deal with imposter syndrome self-sabotage um, money, visibility blocks, and uh, confidence. Uh, they, they're generally the, the ones that, uh, and sales as well, they're generally the ones uh, that are quite common because they are the ones that kind of stop us. Yeah. And when you get rid of the blocks, you're unstoppable, you're limitless. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. I know, I'm sitting here like, what memory would come up for me? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so cool. I, I just this is like really interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. It's so it's so weird. I mean, I actually, um, you know, one of the the things that I had, um, that I was visibility. So I, uh, you know, had an RTT therapist do uh, visibility uh, for me because you know, just like the number one fear is public speaking in terms of the online world, going live on uh, social media is probably the number one fear. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, it's not that it was almost like, it's always that bit of hesitation. It's like, just press the button, just press the button, you know? And it was so weird because I was like, why? And then it occurred to me that I had been, I had come, I'd, you know, hidden myself from social media for years, maybe, especially when I, you know, when I got pregnant and again, like loads, I mean, we're talking like over 30 kilos of weight from my daughter, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so, you know, obviously I was pregnant and people were asking me if I was having twins for crying out loud, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm only little. <laughs> so it was a lot. And, and, like, yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I know. And uh, and I thought, okay, well, you know, so I kind of hid behind the camera a lot and all the time. And then when I started my entrepreneurship, obviously, if you're online, you have to be visible to your clients. It's literally, you can't just be like, I'm not going to show myself because people need to see you right at the end of the day and people want to hear from you as well and you're the brand you are you need to be out there so i got a rtt session and with one uh, you know with an rtt therapist and what's really fascinating was that one of the scenes i'm going to tell you one of the scenes i'm going to share with you um is one of the scenes was actually when i was about eight years old and I do remember this because this pops in every time I go to the beach or it used to, you know, would just pop in every time I go swimming. Uh, what happened was I was sitting on a round ring, uh, like an inflatable ring. And um, the, the lady that was looking after me at the time, I don't even know where my mom was, but I was in this floating in this on the sea. Right. And um, she comes over to me. So she starts swimming comes over to me like kind of laughing and she and I didn't know how to swim all right and she just went like this like pushed the ring down and it flipped over it flipped me over but instead of grabbing me she just let me go down she didn't grab me she didn't attempt to grab me or anything and I was like oh my god like I didn't know how to swim so I and it was because I was short it was higher than me because the tide had come in and so I sunk right to the bottom and I could see the water above me, like the, the top of the water above me. So I pushed myself up, looked around, quickly took a breath and there was no one there to fetch me. And then I went down again and then I hit my foot on the coral and then I went to go and push myself back up. And then I hit um, my head on the floating barge and then I sunk back down. And for, luckily the third time, the guy on the barge actually saw me and he pulled me onto the, the barge, uh, this floating thing. And when I had a look at the, the lady that was supposed to be looking after me, she was just laughing, you know, and that was the scene, right? And so I was like, okay, that's strange because obviously that explains why I'm scared of the water. Yeah. Why, you know? <laughs> It's like, what, what does that got to do with anything? So then we looked at a couple more scenes uh, as well. And that's where the amazing thing happens is because then you go, you go to figure out what are the beliefs that you form from these scenes and the beliefs that formed in those scenes when you put them together, one on its own doesn't kind of make sense. But then the scenes were no one cares about me. You know, I could have died and no one was there to, no one cared enough to, you know, um, rescue me. No one saw me. No one bothered to listen to me. Okay. So if you put them all together and those beliefs of no one cares, no one wants to listen to you. No one can even see you. No one cares if you die. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Those are the beliefs and those are the beliefs that were stopping me from being visible in my business or being visible in social media because of the fact that, you know, you kind of have this inner feeling of what if I say things and no one, yeah, there's just no one there. And so it stopped me from kind of just pressing that button, right? But it's, it's fascinating because you wouldn't know that, you wouldn't understand that at, at the conscious level. Because these things will pop up and you think, what kind of beliefs is forming in there? But when you're in the subconscious level, 
you can really put things together and understand them so much more. And then you go, ah, you get that aha moment of, oh, now I get it. I get it why it's like that. But I never would have thought that. But you've got to trust your mind shows you the right, the exact right thing. You know, it, it, if you ask your mind that I want to find out about this, it will show you a scene or a picture, or you might not even see anything, but it's the feeling as well that that moment brings you. And it's about understanding that because if that comes up in the session, that's going on behind the scenes. And 80% of what we think of, we've got 60,000 thoughts in a day on average, and 80% of them are negative. So can you imagine on repeat what you've got? And it's not really, uh, you know, without a doubt, that affects us a lot. So yeah, so that was really fascinating. I was like blowing well, my mind over here. I'm like, what? First off, that lady, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was thinking, what? Well, you know, I mean, I was only eight years old, but what was she thinking? But yeah, it's crazy. cool. She's in an ocean. She'll survive somehow. Kids yeah, don't yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't even understand why she didn't at least grab my hand and think, oh gosh, she can't swim. You know. <laughs> <Strange>. <laughs> Whew, all right, that's interesting. Like. I don't know. I want to learn more about hypnotherapy. What all have you like, um, like helped your clients overcome? Like, I know you're talking about the visibility, but what other stuff have you felt like has it been really helpful for? Yeah. So, um, I, like I said, uh, so I generally deal with imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, uh, because obviously these are the barriers that we face as entrepreneurships, money, because it's, everyone's got money blocks when it comes to charging, when it comes to receiving money, taking money from people. Uh, and then, and then obviously you've got your visibility, but you've got your confidence as well. I've also helped somebody with public speaking. Obviously you can't really, you know, you're kind of like not on the uh, stage at this stage. <laughs> um, yeah. I've also helped one of my clients, uh, you know, she, she was actually, um, she's, she's a singer, she sings, she likes to sing, you know, but she's got no problem singing on stage. But when it comes to intimate gathering, she freezes up and she can't, she just goes bright red, gets really angry and walks off, <laughs> you know, and she can't do it. And so I help her with that. But I've also helped, um, I actually went back to that first client that kind of got me into this, who had the anxiety and depression, and then I helped her move forward as well. So I've dealt with those kind of things. But um, RTT can help with like a range, and you wouldn't even believe. I mean, so some of my colleagues in, uh, you know, like they deal with CPTSD, and you can, you know, you, you uh, can do it for like... Um, say weight loss obviously which is quite um, usual for people to do and then you've got the uh, fertility you can do it for fertility but also uh, it, you can do it for like chronic pain uh, so it actually deals with emotional and physical pain which is really quite amazing and you wouldn't really think so either you know you'd be like oh my gosh what why is that but it's just when you really find out that what then tends to happen is if you don't deal with emotional pain, it shows up in our body in different ways. So whether that's a pain in your, your back or wherever it might be in your body, it usually is representative of that. So when you're getting pain, especially when it keeps coming back, it usually is a sign of there's something that you haven't dealt with and it shows up in different ways. 
And it's really fascinating how it really affects our health because that all kind of goes into to one, right? And so, you know, they, what they say is your body remembers. You know, whatever it is that your mind has forgotten or wanted you to forget, your body remembers that pain. And so, it, you know, people have dealt with those kind of things as well. Uh, and this really is, there's so many things that you can actually uh, use it for that we are my colleagues. And we obviously, uh, there's certain people that specialize on certain things. And, uh, you know, one of my colleagues, for example, uh, she uh, specializes in uh, cancer, you know, people with, with cancer. She survived a, a stage four um, I think I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly which one it is but you know so but there's so many things but it's all got to do with the mind because obviously when you're trying to keep positive or trying to have a positive outlook or trying to move forward but your mind is not aligned with what you're trying to do it just kind of you know um, and it's so easy for us to go oh yeah that's just the way I am I'm just like this angry person or I'm stubborn or I'm this I'm, I'm that and actually it might not how do you know yeah. you might not actually be that person you were never certainly never was that person because you don't get born with you you're stubborn <laughs> you're this you know it's all learned behavior uh, and even with uh one of my uh, my clients that uh when she came for me for anxiety and uh you know she's got it you know quite bad and uh she i i asked her is your mom quite anxious? And she's like, well, yeah, actually she is. And I said to her that, you know, when you're growing up and you are surrounded by the environment and, and that's how you see people cope. And then you think, oh, that's how I, that's how she copes with it. You see what I mean? And then you kind of take that on board as well, because we are energetic beings. We are all kind of connected and we can feel that. In, in our environment and so she's taken a lot of it on you she certainly wasn't born anxious <laughs> you know but then if you you are day in day out with your family and your mother is constantly anxious and she's telling you i'm anxious for, and and this and it passes it on and so a lot of that is learned and also how we translate our world from zero to eight we are I mean, at eight-year-old, we form our core beliefs, but from zero to seven, we're like a sponge, as you would have heard before, right? Mm -hmm. We literally are in this data brainwave state where we just soak everything in, okay, everything. And then we translate it from a child's eyes. And so it's, you know, when you kind of become an adult and you do all of these things and you get triggered by these things and you think, what's that about? And actually what it was is that how, that's how you translated it before. But unless you deep dive into that and really access your mind, how are you going to know what you've, what you've kind of, what's going on inside? You see what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, it's just absolutely fascinating. really. Yeah. So you would say that like people's parents tend to create their subconscious beliefs and like the people that they're surrounded by. So like their siblings and close aunts and uncles that yeah. they're, actions tend to create the person's actual like later on subconscious blocks yeah it's it's actually generate generational okay so it's passed on because if you think about it 
you know, if, if say, for example, you are struggling with money, you've got money problems, but like growing up, your, your, your parents were constantly arguing about money and struggling with money. Oh, it's a struggle. We can't afford that. We can't do this. We can't do that. You kind of take that on board. And then, yes, of course, there will be some people that are like, I don't want to be that. But most of the time, because that's kind of how you've grown up and how you've coped, you have that mentality of, it's a struggle, it's too hard, you have to work hard, money doesn't grow on trees, and you know, all of these beliefs that gets passed on to you, which was passed on to them. So it's not really necessarily their fault, it's usually is because their you know, father or mother was like that, and say, you know, like say for example, you know, if you can't really do that anymore, you know, hit hitting a child or what have you, but Generally, if, if you, uh, you know, the people that I, I certainly have met, um, you know, some people that did that, um, well, their partners anyway, uh, but that's how they grew up. And then that was kind of seen as acceptable. And then they took that on. So instead of showing love, that's how they knew love. Okay, so that's how they translated it in their mind. Well, my dad loves me. He, he, he hits me because he loves me. And then that's so that then becomes the, well, I love you. So I'm going to hit you, you know, kind of mentality. And it, but it's an automatic thing. You don't have control over that because you've grown up and you've soaked that environment in. So absolutely. Um, I firmly believe that everything is passed on. So if you had two different families, for example, and one is well off and they had no issues with regards to money and the other one was not so great. And they're constantly like working 80 hours of 60 hours a week or what have you to just survive. Then obviously you're going to have different mentality about money and how to move forward with life and life in general because they have different beliefs one believes that life is easy and one believes that life is hard and then their kids are going to see that so it's it's really up to us to then get to a stage where right we're adults now we now need to either do something about it and break the cycle or continue it and pass it on yeah so that's really the choice that we have to make now and now it's a lot more because there's so many more other solutions and alternative things that people can kind of dive into. And hypnotherapy is something that's, you know, uh, certainly increasing and people are thinking, oh yeah, it, it really does. There's so many benefits to it. But again, it's just, it, it, you know, it's having to think, you know, either life is happening to you or it's like happening for you. But it's that shifting in between that can kind of get in the way because again, our subconscious mind controls most of it. And so if, if it people give up uh, before they can even get to the stage where it becomes part of your life. So um, for example, New Year's resolution, right? That's coming up, everyone does it. <laughs> they actually did a study of a million people, okay? A million people took part in the study 80% of that million gave up within 12 days. Oh my God. Yeah. There was something you kind of said that too. It was like within the first month, the majority of people give up on it. So if you survive the first month, exactly. just keep going. Like you're in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Once you, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, so it actually does, it takes um, you know, uh, at least 21 days. And I, I, and I say this 21 days consecutively, 
Yeah. So if you were like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. I don't really count that as 21 days only, you see. So you need, which means you need to do it even more often, depending on what it is that you're doing. So it needs to be done at least consistently for 21 days or more. And it could take you even a year, depending on what it is that you're trying to break and create a new habit. So you can break something so easily but when you replace, because it gets replaced, but when you're trying to put something else in that you would rather want, it takes that much longer. And so that's what, uh, when we're doing the hypnotherapy and then you get your transformation recording at the end and you you need to play that for 21 days to replace the things that you kind of like, okay, you've reframed it. You need to play that for at least 21 days so that your mind can get familiar with the unfamiliar because it likes to stick with the familiar stuff you know it's a it's familiar to you to just go home and switch the tv on and maybe sit on the couch that's familiar you know and it likes that it likes the habits it likes those consistency but if you're trying to change something it doesn't like that and so you need to be like okay right I'm just going to reaffirm this again and again and again until I get it and I start implementing it. So that's, that's really, but if you give up, obviously that's not going to happen. So yes, absolutely. You can do this consciously, but it's going to just take a lot longer because you're talking about the 5% of your mind, the conscious mind that you're trying to work with. Uh, to to really implement this stuff and so when you get your subconscious mind on board then it becomes so much easier and that's speaking from experience and also what I've seen with my clients as well would that explain like when I get more anxious I tend to watch the same tv shows over and over again yeah like and I always (laughs) was like oh it's because I it's like the office and parks and rec so I'm like oh it's because it's funny and like I'm anxious so like of course I want to laugh I want to like have positive emotions but like is it really like a subconscious like you want the familiar (laughs) yeah it is yeah exactly because you know your mind knows so your mind wants to always our mind wants to move us away from pain and towards pleasure so your mind now has learned that every time you feel anxious you want to have a laugh and that makes you laugh and of course that is pleasurable yeah so it is automatically going to go oh, you're feeling anxious, let me just drag you to the TV set and let's put the office on because that will make you feel better. And that goes, go, goes on to you. That's just one example. But think of, if you start thinking about the things that you do automatically on yeah. autopilot, you'd be like, oh my God, I'm literally just um, doing the same thing on repeat. And it's so fascinating how it actually works. Yeah, I just like reread all these books by this author too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I'm going through like, um, I just went through like this big whole like life transformation thing like a couple yeah. months ago yeah. and all this shit hit the fan. And I was like, oh. all right, well, one of the things that I used to do growing up that like always made me feel better and like was reading. So I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, I really like these books and it's like interesting enough to keep me on edge but it's not like to the point that it's going to give me anxiety because I don't know how it turns out and I'm like oh my god it's like shit really (laughs) hitting the fan like I know everything's fine in the end yeah (laughs) I reread like probably like 10 books because I'm a really fast reader so that was in like three months but I was like damn now I'm talking about I'm like oh god (laughs) 
yeah yeah exactly yeah you do you you kind of go back to that because you know like you said you know how it ends and you know yeah. and it's no surprise anymore and uh you know but that's one of the things as well is that you'll probably find this you get really into a book and then but everything we consume everything we consume even though that we don't consciously remember it our mind just files everything away it's just there it's sitting there especially if you repeat something and something is constantly like uh, presented to you then you uh, you remember that even more and then you start believing it and this is the problem so if you uh, for example are always constantly saying oh god you're so clumsy you're so stupid and everything you do is like oh, see i told you you're clumsy and you're stupid so you then start believing that and then more and more you become even more clumsy and you start forgetting things it's because you've been telling yourself that you're clumsy and stupid and so your mind's like okay well i must be clumsy and stupid because she always tells me i'm clumsy and stupid so let me just prove the point that i'm clumsy and stupid because our mind always wants to look for the proof yeah. what proves that I'm clumsy what proves that I'm stupid and then you focus on that and so this is really what we want is we don't want to focus on the things that we don't want we want to focus on the things that we want so if you want to be happy you focus on the happy things rather than like dragging yourself back but then if you're telling yourself these words and you of course you start to embody that you become that person and so really the, there's two things and i always say this when you know as much as possible that i've also um, learned from marissa is that there's two things really that uh, how our mind kind of remembers things and grasps things and in, interpret things and that is one is the picture that you show yourself and two is the words that you tell yourself and so if you want to change your life and you want to change your outlook you've got to change the picture and you've got to change the words and it makes like it's when you think about it it's like it's common sense right but when you're dealing with your subconscious mind and everything's an autopilot you really put that in your mind that no you come seeing you're stupid you come seeing you're stupid and, and that goes on repeat and then every time you you do something clumsy you like, see told you you're so clumsy and then you start telling people i'm just clumsy yeah <laughs> and, and you start it's almost like self-predicting it again that's familiar it's a it's a familiar thing that you're like tripping over yourself all the time and then your mind's like oh that's okay because you know it's just the usual thing she does anyway so yeah it's it's crazy really that's so interesting because like i had a um this was like years ago i had a coach tell me like what you say has more of an impact than what actually happened and that was exactly like the example that she used. She's like, if you trip, don't go, oh, I'm so clumsy. Just go like, oh God, I'm so graceful. Exactly. And I started to do that. And I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I tripped now. Like, yeah. yeah. Tripping. And it's like, I was still tripping. I was still like falling over things, but I was just like, oh, I'm so graceful. Like, yeah. but then that's a lot less and less. Right. And yeah. And it just started yeah. happening less and less. And it was the same mm -hmm. thing with like making mistakes. Like, God, you know, instead of saying like, oh, I just fuck everything up. Just be like, yeah. wow, I'm really smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it just exactly. works. Even yeah, if it's it, sarcastic, it which blew my mind, because I'm like, I would think that like my mind would be like, all right, stop being sassy, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, no, it, it doesn't, and that's and that's the thing as well. And because our, uh, you know, whenever uh, things happen in our lives, 
it holds on to the really, really strong emotions. And as we know, anything that's painful is a really, anything negative is a really painful emotion. And obviously our mind doesn't want us to feel disappointed or abandoned or, uh, I don't know, whatever it might be, right? We, we just don't want that. We don't, we don't, again, our mind doesn't want us to be in pain. So of course, if something's about to happen to you, that could be like, put you in a, in a, even if it's not a life and death situation, and you're not necessarily going to be swallowed up whole when you go up on the stage and talk, talk to in front of 50 people, but you get that feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm going to trip up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, our mind starts fitting all of these things, the worst case scenarios to try and stop you from in case you become, you, you get into that painful scenario because it's happened to you before and it doesn't want to happen to you again. Yeah. So it doesn't want you to do that. So again, it's that painful thing. It takes that snapshot of something, you know, because that's embarrassing, right? If you trip over, especially if like it's in front of people, then you're like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. And your mind remembers that, Don't, you know, and, and so, but then, then you start telling yourself, oh, well, that's because I'm clumsy. And then it makes it okay then, because it's like you've given yourself that uh, almost like a, you know, um, permission to, to do those kind of things because you, you then you become this clumsy person and then you start thinking that you know but yeah so again it's just you if you give yourself a different a different word different words and give it different meaning then it certainly starts changing that and that it starts adapting that so we really do need to be careful about what we tell specifically ourselves never mind what other people tell us but if we start telling that to ourselves I mean, it's not something that you would, you know, tell your, your family, you would never outwardly say to your sibling that, hey, you're a, you know, crappy person or maybe in, in oh, well, much harsher words. Another, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, exactly, you know, and, and you wouldn't want that because it's painful, right? Unless you had an argument and it just in the heat of the moment, you just spit it out, but you wouldn't necessarily say that just out of just because you know unless you're a bit nasty and you just do uh, and and there are people that probably are but you know but it's again if you if you wouldn't say something like that to your mom or somebody that you love then why would you say that to yourself right and so really those those things we need to remember yeah that's like i'm sorry this is like so interesting to me i love it <laughs> yeah it's like, and you're like what else? Like, <laughs> why do I do this thing? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So what would be your biggest tip to somebody that's kind of going through their own mental battle and they're looking into hypnotherapy? What would be like the... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I would, I mean, I, I went through this myself as well. Okay. So this is kind of what I've learned over the past couple of years is uh, I waited way too long. This is the problem, okay? Usually you're like, oh gosh, things are going on in my life. And, and then you're kind of like, oh, just bury your head in the sand and, and not try to seek help, you know, because you're like, I can do this. I should be able to do this on my own. Like, why can't I do this on my own? And I did that for years, decades. You know, I had this 
issue with regards to money in my teens because of how I grew up and I never thought and, and I was living in a oh I just love I love chaotic life I just thrive in chaos that was my excuse to myself you know and, and that was so not true and and even though my money like when when I first got my job and then I went before the year was up I went out my when my salary went up by 10,000 and even then I still had that broke mentality going on and I had that for years and it was like why have I got that you know and so really what I, and and I knew that it wasn't really necessarily the things that were happening in my life wasn't anything to do with with that I knew that I had to seek help and figure it out and and move forward from the past that was trapping me uh, but I didn't I couldn't I I was too scared and I felt ashamed, maybe, uh, you know, that people would judge me, that people would look at me differently. And, and so I didn't do anything about it. And really what I would suggest is that rather than kind of waiting, because the, the thing that we don't have enough of is time. And if I could go back to the past, and I would just be like, just sort it out now, then you would be, we wouldn't like waste a couple of decades trying to figure out why you've got that issue. And so, because... We've only got this moment and we don't know what's going to move forward. And if we don't do anything about it now, then we're going to be like five years down the track and you're going to be in the exact same position. And the only thing that's moved this time, you know, and because we get stuck in our comfort zone and we get stuck in this, oh, go, go to work and then, you know, earn the money, come home, watch TV, eat dinner, go to sleep, go to work. You, you, you get stuck in that cycle and you're not really living. You just kind of on autopilot you know and so really the one thing that i would suggest is that if there is any issue that you kind of think right whether procrastination is one of the other things that i i help my clients with a lot as well because you think oh yeah i'm just that last minute kind of person and that was a bit me as well <laughs> i do everything last minute you know um i just like that extra pressure and chaos so i just like cram everything in you know <laughs> and do it at the last minute but if it's stopping you, if it's actually stopping you from having the life that you want and you definitely deserve, then you need to look into it. And hypnotherapy is specifically RTT because it's so much better, <laughs> deeper than, than hypnotherapy. Uh, it's, you know, you can really have a look at that and really then seek to understand it and not just be like, because of course you can, if you want to, you can just journal, right? That's, most coaches will tell you, just journal whatever it is that in your mind, you know, and, and then you do your affirmations, okay? And, uh, and, and one of the coaches that, um, you know, um, I had before, you know, she, she actually said that, you know, like affirmations, yeah, sure, they work, right? Because she does like, you know, manifestation and things. And she said, but, you know, affirmations is a bit like throwing unicorn glitter over a piece of shit. You know, and at the end of the day, underneath all of that glitter, it's still a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, so you need to get rid of it. You need to clean that up. And then before you, you try and cover it up, and that's really what it's all about. You deal with what's going on underneath. You try and break that, that, that cycle, find those beliefs that are stopping you, and then try and you know, heal from it. And then you do your affirmations afterwards. 
and and then try and reinforce it with a new belief but you've got to make you've got to work on that and that makes it a, a little bit harder in terms of you know i mean if, if we do a session for example you you know i mean our my sessions are like quite long it takes about a couple of hours sometimes it's longer than that so you 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 do have that session and then you get your recording for 21 days and that's it whereas you know and that's easy you just plug it in you listen to it you know before bedtime and you know and it puts you um in, in a sort of relaxed state and you probably just fall asleep whereas if you are having to you know like when you're doing your journaling when you're doing all of that and really digging in it's it's so much more work <laughs> so you know it takes a lot of effort and so really that's, you know, that's something that, that is really helpful with, with this tool uh, that I really love as well, is that you can get to the bottom of it really quickly. And one of, uh, one of my um, colleagues, clients actually, um, you know, she, she uncovered a lot of beliefs and she actually spoke to a psychotherapist, uh, no, psychotherapist, no, psychologist um, about it. And even her, her psychologist was like, wow that's like a whole year's worth of session that you've uncovered in that one session and so for someone to like say that because all of these she just talked about all of the things that she found out after that two-hour session and this was like the feedback that she got so you've got to kind of think wow i mean those are the things that you can't go deep because by the time you're you, you know you're talking and you're counseling you're sat in the chair by the time you're comfortable and you're digging deep it's like oh oops our time is up you know <laughs> and then you've got to go over that thing again and you know, again and again and again and then people do like then again that becomes familiar because they're like oh every thursday i go and talk about this thing you know and so yeah so but this is kind of like if you want something you know you want it quick and you want it tomorrow <laughs> well not necessarily tomorrow but if you certainly don't want to spend an, a year trying to figure out what it is then it's something that you need to try then at least then you can go right okay this is what the cause is and then i can move forward from that uh so yeah um time is definitely for me is so important yeah for sure i just had an idea sorry that's okay <laughs> Like all this stuff is like getting my mind going. I'm like, oh snap! I need to look into that later. Write that down. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, you can always like contact me if there's anything you're like, oh, I'd like to know a bit more about this. I know. I'm like seriously like sitting here like I never thought about hypnotherapy before, but no, no. you're right. Especially like with therapists, like they did not work for me for no. like eight years. I went to 13 different therapists, and they all just yeah. like. And you're right. Like by the time you get there, you get comfortable, you're ready to go deep. Then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, gotta go. <laughs> exactly. To stay on the surface again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it is, and that's what they're dealing with. This is surface level stuff. Yeah. And then you're talking about the things that you pops up occasionally and consciously and you have the, but it's not really what's going on inside. You have no idea what it is. Absolutely no idea. So you can talk to as many different therapists, uh, as you as you want but at the end of the day it's not resolving the real issue because you're still guessing and also if you wanted to hold back you can you know as well because you don't have to tell the truth <laughs> because you've got control over that and hypnotherapy if you feel really strongly about something and you really don't want to say anything about it 
you don't have to tell your therapist either. You don't have to tell them. You can, you just say, I'm not comfortable talking about that. But then you just hold on to the scene yourself and you don't have to, if you don't really want to, if it's really, really particularly painful, but you know what's going on. Yeah. You don't really have to. So even though, yes, you're under, it makes it so much easier to talk about things. And then you think, am I really, is that really what I think? Is that, did this just really come out of, of my mouth? And, uh, and, you know, and it's fascinating because you're kind of like, am I really in hypnosis? Like, you know, at the same time, but then things come out and things flow and then you, you kind of like, and you let it out, you know, if it's painful, you, especially it, it's the best as well. If you just like cry and, and you're like, oh my God, it's so painful. And it just, because when you let it out, that's the, the problem is you're, you're keeping it in you're holding it in because we're told we need to be strong. You know, you can't cry. You know, you stop being a child, stop doing this, stop doing that. Right. And we take that on board, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly why. And so of course we don't want to do any of that because that's what we've been told, you know, big girls don't cry, you know, and, and you, you have to be strong. And uh, so, yeah, those, those kind of things. So, it definitely is something that you know when you when you look back uh, and then you can really deal with it and specifically you know um with rtt because uh, i mean i've never tried just normal hypnotherapy um but it's the it's different uh it's not just i think they just go into like one scene and then uh, and then they go into the transformation but we go a bit deeper than that because it combines different modalities so uh you, you know so it's it's a lot more intense because in a hypnotherapy session you might be in there for um an hour but the, i mean this is going on for a couple of hours i mean if you're only going in there for like say smoking or something then it will be a short kind of version but generally for deeper things that you want to look into then it could take a lot longer and i certainly have had a session that went on for three hours <laughs> you know and it goes by so quickly as well you're like oh my god i've been talking for three hours i can't believe it <laughs> but it's having that dialogue it's the conversation um and generally you do kind of like oh what was it that i was talking about there but you know it's that dialogue that that you have and that is the important bit because you can still talk and have that conversation uh, and, and also, you know, but it's you, it's, it's your answers, your own thing that you, you come up with because you know, you know, your answers. And this is the whole thing. You've got it all inside. It's just about letting it out and then healing from that. Because if you don't, then you just carry on and it just becomes this, your life, you know, yeah. and then you just that. And, but, you know, but I think it's a learning thing as well. A lot of us think that it's just who we are but it's not really who we are you know it's we we were born with a clean slate zero zilch you know no programming there whatsoever and it's our adults that were like instilling all of these beliefs and passing it on and giving it to us that we then take that on board and that's what we need to uncover anything that's stopping us because we do have some good things right we have a lot of good things that we like oh you know and but then there's a lot of then Oh, you know, is this something, you know, like those goals that you should do anything that you have that you should, sure. it's not your goal. Okay. Scrap it. 
and go, who gave me this goal? Because someone told me that I should do something. Well, you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. Scrap it, it's not yours. Who gave you that idea? You know? So yeah, there's so many of those things floating in our mind. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm like in love. <laughs> I just woke up like right like I woke up like an hour before this happened so now I'm like freshly like awake like oh my god like my mind's <laughs> going like a million miles a minute but fortunately we do have to go guys but I want to let everybody know that she is doing this amazing promotion for everybody that's on the first steps to sanity podcast if you reach out to her let her know that you found her from this she'll give you 10 percent off her products because my ass is about to sign up for one of these I'm like <laughs> There is so much I could find out in this. <laughs> um, and I, I have your Instagram and your Facebook links, and those are going to go into the show notes for you guys to reach out to her. Is there a preference on which one they reach out? Are you typically more on Instagram or more on Facebook? Uh, well, I'm generally more on Facebook, so feel free to. But, I mean, either or is absolutely fine. Uh, but, you know, I do generally check it. But I'm generally on Facebook. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, if they've got any questions, it's absolutely fine. So stalk her on Facebook. Yeah, friend, me. <laughs> <laughs> friend me on Facebook and ask me anything you want. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, God. I'm like messing with the wrong mouse. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For more bomb-ass content, follow me on Instagram at First Steps to Sanity or leave me a review and let me know what your favorite part was. I can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye.